This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church, where personal spiritual growth is fueled through a variety of practices rather than a single prescriptive time of devotion, where we discuss different spiritual practices that help us be more present with God, others, and ourselves. Hey, 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 practitioners! How we doing? How's how's it practicing? <laughs> no, that How doesn't work. you practicing? It doesn't work. How's your practice? It doesn't work. <laughs> we'll work on that one. <laughs> I've been working on our merch lines because we're getting close to a thousand downloads, downloads a, a month. month. Yeah. And um, we need this one lacks the most merch. Yeah. Well, the other ones are easier than this one. We could do one that just says I'm a practitioner. Right. Well, yeah. Already in the list. Oh, well. Um, ooh, you, spiritual practitioner. Yeah. That doesn't work. No. Um, well, I mean, it may or may not work. I don't know. But. Yeah. Well, I don't think it works. But if you got some ideas for merch lines, put them in. Put them Hit in the up. discussion group. Message us on Insta or something. Let let us know. But. Uh, and do you want hats? Um, do you want T-shirts? Do you want coffee mugs? What do you want? Um, how do you want to receive your merch? Yeah, so for this one, I've started working on, um, and we may we may have to do it different, but I've started working on some some journals. Oh, that's cool. That's um, a good idea. And not like a normal journal where it's just an empty notebook, mm-hmm. but uh, some prompts, um, some calendar headings, some some different things that will further your formation that's actually so he didn't talk he doesn't talk to me about anything um i don't talk to you about a lot of things because i've already got you strapped for your hours and yeah. that doesn't technically like relate to your job no it doesn't uh, i do like that idea though um i do like that idea there's lots of times though y'all like <laughs> come and be like oh yeah so we're gonna do this and i was like no idea. I had yet. no idea that that was going to happen. Yep. Uh, he was like, didn't I tell you? No, I was, bro. I was literally reading this morning in uh, 40 Days on Being an Enneagram 3 by <laughs> Sean Palmer. And it was literally, uh, I've read through it more than once. And I, I keep going back to it because every time I read it, it just seems to speak to me at a different level. Sean, you're a genius. Yeah, I love Sean Palmer. Uh, I'll link it. I'll link his Insta and all the books that he's written. Also, in the, in the show notes, he's one of the few people that we follow on Instagram. Oh yeah, um, yeah so you could yeah, just go could, to our Instagram, yeah, and look at uh, who we follow. But I was literally reading the the daily reflection today, where Enneagram threes are guilty of journeying alone rather than in partnerships yeah i am so guilty of this i i find myself doing this all the time not just with you but Mm -hmm. in In general in my marriage in my friendships like yeah i'm a go 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 getter Mm -hmm. and so the things that i control i just make them like i just do them 
And then after I do them, people like you or Hunter, my wife, like they come to me and go, Hey, you, you've largely left me out of this. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, um, yeah, I need to work on that. Like you're going to, you're going to have to have grace for me because I, you're right. I do that. Yeah. Um, and Sean, Sean tells a great story in 40, 40 days on being Enneagram three. If you struggle with this, I will tell you buying Sean's book Mm. just for this reflection, probably worth it. Like Mm. it is that good. Um, just, just the way he challenges us to pursue partnerships rather than progress. Yeah. Um, Really good. And I will also say, good segue here. This is one of the reasons I value the breath prayer so much. Yeah. I, w- I will say, too, that I'm super excited for the 40 days on being a six, which comes out later this year. Um, oh, really? Uh, yeah. Tara yeah. Leach writes it. Um, who? Oh, okay. Never mind. But yeah. No, wh- who did Tara you Beth Leach. Oh, my God. I'm super excited. Tara Beth is so good. Yeah. Have you read Empower or Embolden? Mm-mm. No. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I'm super excited for that, though. It's all about women. And have you ever listened to her preach? Uh, I have heard. I have seen clips of her preaching. Yeah. Next to Phenomenal. Bar- next to Barbara Brown Taylor. Yeah. I think she's the second best female preacher on the planet. Phenomenal. Um, I'm super excited for it. I um, think she is very good. I... St- she is one of the only preachers that I study. Really? She's also one of the only preachers that's like a big name preacher mm-hmm. that preaches holding a physical copy of the Bible. Wow. That's actually pretty cool. She, Sean doesn't Sean Palmer, I think I think Sean Palmer is Phenomenal hands down preacher. top 5 preacher on the planet. Oh yeah. He's Without my preaching doubt. coach. I love everything he does. He does not carry a hard copy of the Bible. Yeah, every time. Well, that's a also a part of how the church he's a part of likes to do it too. Um, well, no, because when Gideon comes in and preaches, oh, that's true. Or when David Capes would preach, like that's there are true. a lot of guest preachers that come in and use their Bible. John Ortberg's preached there and held a Bible. Mm. Well, that's all true. Yeah, but um, yeah, every time I, I've walked away from one of Sean's um, one of Sean's sermons, I'm I'm just like. I, I, my mind's blown, right? Yeah. My, like the, the best word is a word that I probably shouldn't use. Right. But like I'm mind screwed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I'm tempted. I'm tempted to use the slogan of Torchy's tacos. It's darn good. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Um, for sure. So I think, but all, all of that to say, as as we go about life and we deal with our unique struggles, I've I've been vulnerable with you this episode. I try to be vulnerable with you because we've made we've made a, um, a culture of vulnerability, a commitment through our values mm-hmm. to Wellhouse being a place where we can be real. And I will firmly believe to the day I die that culture begins at the top. And yeah. so if I want you to feel safe here, if mm. I want you to be real and vulnerable, I have to be that for myself Yeah, uh, and model that level of reality and vulnerability. And so I've tried to do that today. This is why I rely on the breath prayer so much. And I've yeah. adopted it. 
Mm-hmm. So the breath prayer for, for a lot of these, we're going to use Adele Calhoun's spiritual disciplines handbook through our prayer series, just because I like the way she outlines it. And it's an easy accessible resource for a lot of you, but I'm going to use a lot of Dallas Willard. I'm going to use a lot of Richard Foster. I'm going to use a lot of a whole lot of different people through this to help you understand the value necessity and ways that you pray. Mm -hmm. But Adele, she details out, she details out the breath prayer and its origins began in this. As you breathe in, you pray Jesus, son of David. And as you breathe out, you say, have mercy on me, a sinner. And you repeat this as many times as you need. A lot of people will use this for anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, I have adapted it. So the way that I do it is I do it in two turns. So it it takes me two breaths, two full breath uh, cycles to get through it. But Jesus of grace, have mercy on me, this sinner in need of grace. Yeah. Because... As Paul says, pray without ceasing. Yeah. I can't always, it is impossible for me to always be in a posture of spontaneous prayer. It's it's hard. But the breath prayer is something I can do when I'm anxious. Mm-hmm. It's something that I can do. And I will be, once again, I'm going to be very vulnerable through this prayer series in a way that I'm probably not vulnerable, and a lot of my pastor, preacher, mentors would tell me not to be. I'm going to yeah. do it anyways. Um, because I want, first and foremost, I want Wellhouse Church to be a place of restoration. Mm-hmm. Second, and a very close second, I want Wellhouse Church to be a place of prayer. Yeah, And so I'm going to be vulnerable with you guys in the ways that I pray, and the need that I have for prayer. Um, But I use this breath prayer a lot. Yeah. Especially, especially as an Enneagram 3, when I look at my calendar. (laughs) So, as an Enneagram 6, who fights anxiety constantly, I use this one a lot too. I have modified it. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the the chapter on the breath prayer and the spiritual disciplines handbook, she gives different examples, right? So it's not like a a, a set thing that you have to pray, right? Right. Um, you can do it however feels most comfortable to you. Um, and I do it in in successions of three. Okay. Um, so it's I very Catholic of you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like that, yeah. that's where I got it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, the um, so one of the the final mass prayers or the, mm-hmm. the end of mass prayers. Right. Um, the, there's one piece at the end of the, the, the last prayer that you pray. And it is most sacred heart of Jesus. Have mercy on me. Yeah. Most sacred heart of Jesus. Have mercy on me. Most sacred heart of Jesus. Grant me peace. Yeah. And I just find that to be really calming. Um, and, Breathe in, breathe out while praying. Um, it helps yep. me fight my anxiety. If I start yep. thinking like, oh my gosh, I have a paper due in like three days and I've barely started. 
Or, oh my gosh, like I forgot to send out the the newsletter for Wellhouse. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got to do it. I got to. Um, it's just, it's calming. It's, it's, yeah. I'm not going to say centering, but like I want to say centering, but like it's not, centering that's a different thing. Different, yeah. Um, we're going to talk about that next week, but yeah. Um, yeah. I think the, the breath prayer I love because I remember being a kid and it seemed like anytime someone prayed, it was this long, exhaustive prayer that, like, they only do at formal ceremonies at the White House. Like, and it, it felt so, it felt so removed from reality. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, what so, are you really praying for? You, you, abstract world peace? Like, what? Yeah. What's happening here? Like, this is not real life. So, because then I would go read the Psalms. Be like, dude, yeah. yo, David is like, David's a person of trauma praying yeah. for real things. Yeah. The Psalms of Moses, yeah. a person of trauma praying for real things. Like, yeah. what the heck are you doing, yo? And then, <laughs> and then this is what really did it for me. And twofold, remember. <laughs> We do theology according to the Westland Quadrilateral. Reason, experience, scripture, and tradition. I read Jesus' prayer sometimes. Oh, the, the Our Father? Or? Nope. No? Jesus blessed the bread and broke it. Mm, yeah. That's a quick prayer. Yep. Lord bless it. Amen. Amen. And I read that one day, happened to be reading it, like the week of Thanksgiving. Mm, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, so dreading this Thanksgiving prayer. Yeah. Well, And then, oddly enough, that same week, later that week, in the on the weekend, I went out with my uncle and a group of other pastors, and we went and played golf. Mm. And I wasn't a pastor at this point. I was just, I wanted to be a pastor. I'd accepted my call to ministry and I, I, I wanted to meet people. I was learning. I was making networks, like learning how to be a pastor, those kinds of things. And my uncle was helping me. And after we played golf, we went uh, to go get barbecue for lunch. Mm. And it's a, gr- it's a group of me and pastors and my uncle, our uncle mm. stands up in the middle of the table, places his hand in the middle of the table and goes, Lord bless it, amen. Yeah. All these pastors are looking around going, which one of us is going to bless? How are we going to pray? Mm-hmm. Like all this. And our uncle stands up and goes, puts his hand in the middle of the table and goes, Lord bless it, amen. So I've heard this story countless times at this point. Yep. I have fully adopted that. Yep. Like whenever I have dinner with friends, lots of them um, largely don't abide to the tradition of blessing food before you eat, which right. cool. Um, nowhere does it say that you have to do that. Um, it doesn't, there is, there some, is, there's some implications. There, there is something to form criticism that when it comes to food narratives in the new Testament, there's always a blessing, Prayer. a breaking and a distributing. Yeah. Um, and so when I'm, having dinner with these people, I do that same thing. Yep. Hand out over the food. Lord bless it. Amen. Yep. Um, because 
It's what, a small the, show of grace. Yeah, what's the point of a full liturgical prayer before you eat? Um, yeah, I will say, mom and dad and I, the other day, were watching a movie together. And it's called Seven Days in Utopia. Mm. It's worth the watch. It's So if you don't know, underneath my exterior... I'm a country boy at heart. <laughs> we grew up country. I love... Yeah. Uh, he loves country music. Don't let him fool you. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I really love jazz, too. Yeah, And do. I love blues, but I love country music as well. I love barbecue. Like, I love all things country. Mm-hmm. I just don't really like dressing country. Yeah. That's the only thing I would say is, like, I don't... Boots, I don't think they're comfortable on my feet. I got wide feet. I've bought specialized boots. I just don't think they're super comfortable. Um, I don't look at today, but typically, I, yeah, that's yeah, me. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to consider myself country if I yeah. don't have to dress country. Um, we grew up in the country. Like, I love country living, the simple life. Like, I'm happy for all of that. I'm equally happy for city life, too, but... But I really do like country living. And recently, within the last year, I think because of COVID and just and just stage of life and those kinds of things, I've really gotten into playing golf. Mm. And this movie, Seven Days in Utopia, happens to just uniquely join both of these things together. Mm. And in there, in there, it's a movie of faith. Mm. It's on, it's on Amazon Prime. Go watch it. It is well worth it. Robert Duvall is one of the main characters. Like it's 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 quote unquote low budget, but it doesn't feel low budget. Yeah. It's well worth the watch. But in there, they pray a specialized what you would call liturgical prayer mm-hmm. that as soon as they prayed it Mom, dad, and I went stop almost in unison and looked at each other and were like, that's a good prayer before dinner. Really? Oh, yeah. It's so good. I'll, I'll have to, I'll, I'll, in the show notes, I'll link it or maybe not link it, but I'll, uh, I'll copy out the prayer. Yeah. Uh, I, we stopped and I recorded it with my phone. Okay. So you've got it. Yeah. I've got it. I'll, I'll copy it down in, in the show notes. That's cool. Yeah. It was good. But even in that, it doesn't negate the power of breath prayers. No, it doesn't. Breath prayers are valuable because as life is busy, as we go about our busy lives, the breath prayer is uniquely powerful and that it's something you can do in rhythm yep. with your breath. And I will be yeah. honest, I use the breath prayer a lot. So over the last few few months, I'm the Lord's trying to teach me some really hard lessons. And I'll be honest, it is not easy. Me and the Lord have went to battle. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Jesus have not been on good footing as he's trying to teach me these hard lessons through this. And one of the only ways that I've found to do healthy coping is on the golf course. Mm. In a golf swing, the breath prayer works really well. Really? Oh, yeah. And the breath prayer is one of those, or the golf course is one of those places that for me as an Enneagram 3, 
It's one of the only places in the world that I really stop. Like, I stop thinking about work. I stop trying to perform in that way because I'm focused on the game. But when I'm focused on the game, I'm most of the time by myself. Mm. And I'm focused on something that's only for myself. And it's a unique place where I feel like Jesus can meet me more than I, honestly, sometimes more than I want him to. Yeah, I feel like I'm just in a unique position that Jesus can meet me. And as I've learned that about myself, the breath prayer, Jesus, full of grace, have mercy on me, this sinner in need of grace. Like just the smooth rhythm of my golf swing fits the breath prayer really well and makes me vulnerable to the conviction, to the power, to the presence, to the voice of the Lord. Yeah. Um, I think the breath prayer is one of the most important things for mm-hmm. me specifically. Yeah. Um, I use it very regularly. Um, not discrediting other forms of prayer, obviously. Um, but it's just a reminder that you can take five seconds mm. and ask for grace. Yeah. Ask, in my case, ask for peace. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that Adele does really well in the Spiritual Disciplines Handbook is she notes first and foremost that it's a reminder that God is with you and in you, that the breath of life comes from the presence of God. And so breathing rhythmically in prayer is a reminder of the presence of God. So let's do this real quick. There's an example of a breath prayer here that exemplifies just that. Okay. What I want you guys to do is I want you to do this with me. Breathe in and then breathe back out this. Abba, I belong to you. 